How to Tell Stories to Children is a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling. I am Silke Rose West. And I am Joseph Saracy. We are the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children. Our goal is to foster diverse storytelling by helping individuals like you awaken to the storyteller within. We appreciate your support. You can find our children's stories, exclusive tutorials, live Q&As, and more benefits on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash howtotellstoriestochildren or by visiting our website at howtotellstoriestochildren.com. Help us spread the love of storytelling by becoming a patron today. There's a story in the loaf of bread. Welcome, dear listeners. Please join me today in this podcast as we explore how to tell stories to children while we are baking a loaf of bread. Imagine all the bakers rising early in the morning, getting ready to make fresh baked bread. How can baking bread become more than another chore in the kitchen? What does the story have to do with the process? And how is it linked to life and to community? I will give you instructions on how to bake a loaf of bread with young children and give you a story example. Please visit our website at www.howtotellstoriestochildren.com slash podcast for the activities and more information. Feel free to scroll down to the end if you would like to just hear the story. I will open with a little verse that leads us towards the deeper understanding of the loaf of bread. The silver rain, the shining sun, the fields where scarlet poppies run, and all the ripples of the wheat are in the bread that we do eat. So when we sit for every meal, and say a grace we always feel, the silver rain, the shining sun, the fields where scarlet poppies run. Having been raised in a village and walked among the fields of grains with poppies blooming in between, this is a picture I can easily call before my eyes. Perhaps you have an image that comes to mind when you think about bread or fields with grain. It is a wonderful connecting point for you and your child. Did you bake bread with your parents or grandparents? In my kindergarten, we baked bread once a week. We started by grinding the grain. I had a hand mill that allowed the children to experience the hard work of the miller, who of course has a big mill with an engine. But imagine how much work goes into one loaf of bread if you had to grind all the grain. This experience helps children to arrive with a sense of wonder and awe and also gratitude. Have you ever smelled fresh ground flour? It is a true sensory experience. We can bring the story of the miller who was grinding and the farmer who grew it to the children while we put our bag of store-bought flour on the table. 
Is it not amazing how many people have helped to bring this bag of flour into our home? This brings a sense of community to our baking activity through story. Now we go into action. Perhaps you want to write the recipe on a paper nearby or draw pictures of the ingredients. Invite your child to get a bowl and a measuring cup. Let's get a package of dry yeast and a spoonful of honey from the bees. How about some salt from the ocean and the water from the stream by the sink? Please notice that I connect each ingredient to nature. This creates a story landscape for our activity. Now we are measuring the flour with our child and make a mountain of flour in a big bread bowl. The story continues with the volcano, which is made out of yeast, honey and warm water. Did you know there was a volcano that is growing in the center of our flower mountain? Let's make a hole in the center of our mountain with a spoon or our hand. And next we put in the yeast and slowly stir in a half a cup of warm water and honey. Gently stir it with a little flour. You can watch the video to see the work in process. Now we have to wait and you will be able to see the volcano come to life. Very slowly the yeast will start to bubble and grow. Children love to watch that process. This takes a bit of patience. You can sit and watch and explore and perhaps you can find a story about a volcano while you're watching. This brings excitement into our bread. Something is living and growing right there in the center. Let's put the salt in the four directions on the flower that shapes the mountain. One spoon for the east, one for the south, one for the west and one for the north. Imagine people all over the world eating bread. I wonder who bakes their bread for them. Are there other children who bake with their parents or teachers today? After about 10 to 15 minutes when the yeast has bubbled and the volcano is growing, we need the water to come from the rivers. Let your child pour the remaining warm water in the bowl and watch a river flow around the mountain. Next comes the oil or the melted butter. Will the oil swim on top of the water? Watch it and see what happens. Now comes the fun. We take our hands and mix it all together. I instruct children to use scooping hands rather than claws, meaning put your fingers together. Once it is made into a nice ball, all the ingredients mixed up, we can lift it up and we can drop it down it up and drop it down 12 times for the 12 month. Invite your child to use their strength. That is why bakers have big machines to knead the bread dough. It takes a lot of strength to make a loaf of bread. My most energetic children loved that process a lot. It allowed them to use their strengths. With many children around the table, I had each of them take a turn and we called out on the month to bless our bread. I learned how to bake bread as a child from my own grandmother and she always said, you know when the dough feels right and when the sides of the bowls 
are nice and clean and the stickiness is gone, you know that your bread dough is ready. And you know it was hard work. And so let's give that bread dough a rest. Put it in a bowl, cover it with a nice clean kitchen towel, find a warm spot by the sunny window or on top of the stove to let the dough dream of becoming for about 30 minutes. This is a good time to tell a story about a baker and something he encountered on this special day. Perhaps he ran out of water. Or his flour was gone like it happened in the story of Baker Lou and the Mouse King, which is a story I recorded for you. Finally, we're ready to make a big loaf to share today. One that looks like a planet or many small loaves that are like little bread balls. You choose. The oven needs to be at 325 degrees and rolls need to bake around 20 minutes. The big bread, of course, takes longer, about an hour to bake. My grandmother always said, turn the loaf and knock on the bottom, and if it sounds hollow, you know it's ready. I would laugh and say, well, when it's black, we know that it's burned. You can tell I was raised baking bread while I received grandmother tales and wisdom. There was no bread baking recipe needed. She just knew what she was doing. I had many kindergarten assistant teachers who would often ask, how do you know how much flour you need? And I would reply, I see how tall the mountain of flour needs to be. This being said, it is important to know that your first time story baking experience might be a bit wonky, but that's okay. Feel free to have your recipe nearby. Be prepared with all the ingredients and just make sure that it is an uninterrupted fun. Remember that storytelling invites us to be present. Who knows what will happen in the process? There might be a flood because the water got spilled by mistake. All of our little mishaps become part of the story activity. If the dough is too sticky, add more flour. And if it is too dry, add more water and a bit more oil. You could always say, well, we got to go back to the stream and get a little bit more water. So you can integrate those aspects as part of the story. And then we go to shape it. We'll take the dough and knead it once more and make it into a long, thick snake that we cut into 12 pieces. And make each one into a little round loaf of bread or a bun. Put it on a baking sheet. Remember the four directions that we put the salt in? You can cut an X with a knife into the buns and brush them with some water. And ready, set, go. Into the oven. And while the buns are baking, we can clean up the kitchen or set the dinner table. And I wonder what these buns will taste like. Will they be like hot volcano buns and melt butter like lava stones? Enjoy your warm buns and perhaps there's a different story in your bowl. But the only way to find out is if you're going to bake the bread. Does the story continue? For example, there was once a hungry mouse who found a bun and she wanted to eat it all up. But along came a raccoon and he said, oh, it smells so good. 
stories that have more and more animals or people come in are wonderful for little children. It creates an excitement that makes the child believe it can feed the whole forest or the whole village. And therefore it becomes very enthusiastic and can help us to overcome COVID loneliness and remember the joy of sharing. And imagine how happy the farmer will be and the miller and the person that sold us the flower in the store in the little stream, and the honeybees. Oh my goodness, if they only knew what we did today. And so in this story, you can feel the connectedness to the world at large. I wish you so much joy in this experience. You will find the bread ingredients and all the other things on our website www.howtotellstoriestochildren.com And you will also find the story of Baker Lou and the Mouse King. Enjoy your bread baking story adventure. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Welcome to the Story Village. Hello, children. It's so good to see you again. Today we can't go up the mountain because I know that Randolph, the root gnome, is cleaning out the mountain cave. And I know that Naughtyfoot, the squirrel, is watching over Mama Bonita's birdies. But I heard there is a story in the village. Perhaps we need to go and visit the baker. Let's go and see. Oh, look, over there is old Mother Hubbard. She's working in her garden. I wonder if she already has gone to the butcher to fetch the bone for her dog. Let's keep going. Hello, old Mother Hubbard. Oh, there, look, Humpty Dumpty is sitting again on the wall right next to the chicken coop. Mm, I hope he doesn't fall off. Hello, Humpty Dumpty. Let's keep going. Oh, and who is that near the well over there, right in the center of the village? Oh, it's Jack and Jill, and they have a pail with them. Wonder if they're filling it up with water. Oh, hi. Let's keep going. I see the bakery is over there, and the bakery has a sign. It says, we are sorry, we are closed today. Ran out of flour. Oh, that's not good. Well, we could maybe ring the doorbell and see if the baker answers, and perhaps he'll tell us why he ran out of flour. Hello? Well, how can I help you? I have no bread for sale today. I ran out of flour. Yeah, we know. We are the story children, and we wanted to know why you ran out of flour. And perhaps you have a story you could tell us today. Well, since I don't have to bake bread, you could come in and sit with me and I'll tell you the story about my grandfather and the Mouse King. Oh, we would love to hear the story about your grandfather and the Mouse King. And why didn't you have any flour to bake bread today? Well, I think it has something to do with that old story. 
So let me first tell you the story, and perhaps then you could help me with something in turn. Oh, we'd love to do that. All right, well, my name is Baker Lou, and I have been baking bread for now about 30 years. But before I became a baker, I was a little child just like you. And I grew up in a bakery because my father was a baker. And I would always have to help him. Early in the morning we would get up when everyone was still sleeping. And I had to always get the flour from the sacks and measure it and put it into his bowls so he could make enough bread for the day. My father did the same thing for his dad because my grandfather was a baker too. So you see, it has become a family tradition. I'm the third generation baker in my family. Now it so happened that grandfather, when he first started to open a bakery, he was very poor. He only had a little handful of grain. And if you know about baking and flour and grain and bread, you know that a little handful of grain doesn't go very far. But grandfather was very determined to open a bakery, so he thought to himself, if I only have a handful of grain, grain that I have grown myself, grain that I have watered, grain that I have harvested and threshed, I shall bake a special loaf that will bring me enough wealth that I can open a bakery. So my grandfather, he was a very, very determined man, and he took his golden grain, which I believe was wheat, and he ground it with a stone because he was so poor he couldn't even afford to buy a mill to grind his grain with. So he just took two stones and ground it into flour. And then he waited until it rained and he collected a little handful of rainwater. And then he made himself a tiny little loaf of bread. And while he made it, he was so joyful about the thought of being able to buy a whole bakery from just one little loaf of bread that one of his tears dropped onto the bread dough, which was good because he had forgotten to put in the salt. And you do not want to forget the salt when you bake bread because it won't taste very good, as you know. So he made a tiny little loaf of bread. And because he was so poor that he didn't even have a stove, he had to place it on a stone in the sun and had the sun bake his bread. That's hard to believe, isn't it, children? Well, the sun did bake his bread because the sun looked very favorable upon him. He was so good to Mother Earth that he would sing songs to her. He was so grateful for the water that he would always sing and dance when it would rain and he would go to the streams and sing to the streams. He had a joyful heart, even though both his mother and father had died and he was an orphan. He was very determined, as I told you, to open his own bakery one day. So after his little tiny loaf of bread was baked by the sun, he took it and he wrapped a little cloth around it that he had found along the way. And he thought to himself, who should I give this little loaf of bread to who in turn could help me out? All of a sudden, 
there was a little mouse that came from underneath a stone and said, Bring it to the mouse king, bring it to the mouse king. His daughter has a wedding feast and he would like to have some special things to eat. Bring it to the mouse king. Mm, the mouse king, that's a good idea, my grandfather thought. And he asked, which way shall I go to find my way to the mouse king? Right through the hole, come follow me. Well, Grandpa looked at the little mouse hole and he thought to himself, well, I don't fit into that mouse hole. Don't worry, just take your bread and follow me. All right, if you say so, Grandpa said. And so he put one foot in the mouse hole and he shrunk into a tiny little being, no bigger than a mouse himself, carrying his little loaf of bread wrapped in a cloth. He followed the mouse through the tunnels, up and down and right and left, and he thought, I hope I find myself back out again. I'm in darkness underneath the earth, and it's cold and wet, and I'm not even warm enough. And he kept following, despite all of it. All of a sudden, the tunnel opened into a grand hall. A hall that was illuminated by beautiful candle chandeliers. Oh my goodness, crystals all around. That mouse king has a mighty fancy castle, he thought to himself. I wonder, perhaps he can help me out so I can start my own bakery. Well, the little mouse servant brought grandpa before the mouse king. The mouse king said, I hear you have something special to offer for my daughter's wedding. I need some special food. Tell me, what is special about your food? Well, said Grandpa, I baked a little loaf of bread, and I did grow the grain myself. And I collected the water from the rain, but, Your Majesty, I believe I forgot to put the salt inside the bread. Well, well, said the mouse king. Let me see your little loaf of bread. And then he took the loaf of bread from Grandpa, who was not much taller than a mouse right now, and the mouse king gave it a nibble. But because the tear had fallen onto the bread, the outside of the bread was nice and salty, and the mouse king tasted it and he said, Oh, it tastes like it was baked by the sun. There are few who know how to do that. And it is salty indeed. I don't know, perhaps a tear dropped on this bread. It did indeed, maybe, because I was so joyful. Well, tell me, what made you so joyful that you cried a tear over this bread? Well, said Grandpa, I was so joyful because I was thinking that if this little loaf would bring me enough gold to buy my own bakery... Then I could bake bread for the rest of my life and teach it to my children and their children thereafter. Well, said the Mouse King, you are a wise little fellow. Tell me about your mother and father. Did they teach you? No, they could not teach me. I was born and then they died and I had to teach myself. Well, I take it that the sun fairies and the water fairies have all been watching out for you and even the fairies of the earth. Otherwise you would not have learned how to bake such fine bread. 
It seems like you have the blessing from the land and the blessing from the water and the blessing from the sun. Well, you shall have also the blessing from the mouse king. I will send you a whole sack of gold along as you return. And this little loaf of bread shall be offered as a blessing bread at my daughter's wedding feast. And just remember to always give thanks. Every time you bake your bread, you receive your flour. Give thanks to the earth. Don't ever forget to give thanks to the water. And don't ever forget to give thanks to the sun. And if you do ever forget, I will send some of my mouse servants to give you a message that will remind you. And even if your children one day forget, I will still have messengers that will remember to bring the message to you. And even if your grandchildren forget, I will send a messenger. Grandpa was very, very touched. And he said, thank you, thank you, your majesty. I'm so grateful and thank you for sending me reminders if I ever shall forget. I will do so, said the mouse king. He turned towards his servant and he said, you can take him back up to the earth unless you would like to stay for the wedding feast. Oh, I would like to stay for the wedding feast, said grandpa. And so he stayed. Now remember, he was still very, very young. He hadn't been a grandpa yet. But he stayed at a wedding feast and you would not believe it who he met at the wedding feast. There was a fairy that lived in the mouse kingdom and her name was Sally. And Sally, when she saw Grandpa, she and him, they right away fell in love. And she fell in love because he, she loved eating bread. And so they danced together all night long at the wedding feast of the mouse king's daughter. When Grandpa was ready to depart, he asked Sally, would you like to come with me back up to the earth and open a bakery with me? The mouse king said he would give me enough money. Well, said the fairy, I will ask the mouse king and perhaps he can turn me into a human being and then you and I could marry and have children. Wouldn't that be lovely? Oh, that would be very lovely, said my grandfather, who was still a very young man. And so Sally went to the Mouse King, and the Mouse King was happy, for Sally wanted to go back up to the earth after she had stayed with the Mouse King for a while. And he gave his blessings and told her that she could go, and once they would touch the earth above the ground, they would both be in human form, and they could start their bakery and have children and could bake bread from there on throughout their whole life and teach their children and their grandchildren. But never forget to give thanks to the earth and thanks to the rain and thanks to the sun. Teach your children well. And so it happened that Grandpa and Sally came back upon the earth, and the mouse servants had with them several little sacks filled with gold, which was enough to buy a whole bakery. So Grandpa had taken the gold and Sally the fairy, who had now turned into a human, they decided to go and buy the bakery and marry and bake bread for all the human beings. And every morning Grandpa would go out and say thank you to the earth and offer a few kernels of grain. 
And he would go to the water, to the little stream nearby, and he would say, Thank you, dear water, without you I can't make my bread. And he would go to the sun, and he would say, Dear sun, thank you for your golden light. Every time I make a fire, I will remember that you will be inside my bread. And he also thanked for the yeast and for the salt. And so every day he baked, and he baked. And his bread was so good that before you knew it, Grandpa became a rich man. And as he goes, he taught his children. This was my father. And he baked and baked, and he also still remembered to give thanks to the earth and give thanks to the sun and give thanks to the water and to the salt and to the yeast. And yet, dear children, I have to admit, Sometimes I forget, and I have been thinking maybe it's not that important, and I have been busy baking instead of giving thanks. So today, when I came into my storeroom and I found all my sacks half empty with mouse holes in the bottom, I knew that the mouse king had sent a messenger. And I feel rather ashamed that I have forgotten to give thanks. But I know it's a reminder and we can make right by giving thanks together. Come with me. Let's go out and say thank you to the earth. Thank you, earth, for growing the grain. We have a bowl of flour that will scatter here. Oh, yes, let's scatter it in a heart shape. So the earth knows we love her so much. And let's go over to the water. Thank you, water for giving us what we need to bake the bread. And look, the sun is coming up behind the mountain. Thank you, sun. Thank you, sun. Oh, and I can feel the tears running down my cheeks and the salt. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, salt. Because without salt, my bread wouldn't be good. And thank you for the yeast. Oh, goodness, children. Come, can you help me fix the sacks? And perhaps on each sack, we're going to stitch a heart to fix the hole, to remember our love and gratitude for the flour that makes our bread. All right, here, 10 sacks that need stitching. All right, one heart, stitch, stitch, stitch. Another heart, stitch, stitch, stitch. Another heart, stitch, stitch, stitch. Oh, oh, and now I feel like I should bake a tiny loaf for the Mouse King and say, I'm sorry that I forgot to bless the bread. And so the baker made a note that said, I'm sorry, Mouse King, that I forgot to give thanks. Oh, dear children, what shall I do? We have a special blessing we could cherish you, dear baker, and then maybe we could speak it and we speak it at home and you can speak it too and we will help you that you won't forget. That is good because I don't have children on my own and I would like to teach you some of my skills. Perhaps you could come once in a while and be my helpers. Oh, we would love to do that. Well, what do you have to say? Well, we know something. This is how it goes. The silver rain, the shining sun, the fields where scarlet poppies run, and all the ripples of the wheat are in the bread that we do eat. So when we sit for every meal and say a grace, we always feel 
the silver rain, the shining sun, the fields where scarlet poppies run. Oh, that's a good verse. I thank you, children. If you could teach that to me, that would be wonderful. Sometimes it's good to have a little verse or something that's easy to recite. And I think we'll go to the farmer and see he has more grain for us. And then we'll go to the miller and grind it. And tomorrow the bakery can open again. Would you like to help me? Oh, yes, we would love to help you. So let's go over to the farmer. Uh, down the road and along the fence line. I see Humpty Dumpty still sitting on the wall. <laughs> oh, hello, farmer. Baker Lou said to the farmer that he needed some flour. And, of course, they need a lot of help loading all those sacks on the wagon. But once it was done, off we went to the miller. Oh, dear Miller, thank you, thank you for grinding our grain. Oh, I can't grind today. I don't feel so well. Well, can we grind it? We can help. We are strong. Yes, you can. Just be careful and always grind with the way the sun turns round and round and round. We will do so. All right, Baker Lou, I think you'll have enough flour to bake again. I do, and I always will, as long as I don't forget to say my special blessing and give thanks. Thanks for reminding me, story children. I'm glad you came today. Tomorrow you can come back. I'll have a little tiny loaf for each one of you. And perhaps you can make a wish with your bread. Perhaps you will find a mouse, like my grandpa. And maybe that mouse will take you to the Mouse King. But I can't promise that. Well, thanks for coming. Goodbye now. Make sure you close the door when you go out. Right, children, let's go back. Oh, there's Jack and Jill. Seems like they're walking up the hill. Oh, Humpty Dumpty just fell. Did you see that? Oh, no. And there's old Mother Hubbard's dog. It seems he's been running away with his bone. Oh, my goodness. Oh, let's go home. I'll see you next week, all right? The circle is round. It has no end. And that's why my stories will never end. Goodbye, children. Thank you for listening to How to Tell Stories to Children a bi-weekly podcast exploring the science and methodology of storytelling from the authors of How to Tell Stories to Children, an acclaimed new book empowering parents across the world. A new edition is due out in over 50 countries from Houghton Mifflin Harcourt in June of 2021. You can find children's stories from Silka Rose West and Joseph Ceresi on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash howtotellstoriestochildren, as well as tutorials, live Q&As, patron perks, and more. Or visit our website at howtotellstoriestochildren.com. A Story Village is a collection of children's stories by Silka Rose West, ages 3 to 7. 
Joseph Saracy's children's stories, The Storytelling Loop, is for children ages 5 to 10. Help us spread the love of storytelling by becoming a patron today.